Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and Carl. <laughs> Welcome back to the Zero Day Podcast. I am your host, Danny Duma. Tonight on the show, very impressive young man, Will Uarata. And I did ask him how to say his last name, and that is correct. I did practice quite a few times. Uh, moved over from the Philippines in 2010 and uh, has now started a creative media company called Blurred Creative. Uh, they basically build brand, make content, video, photos for, um, for branding. We kind of chat all things from his business to his upbringing in the Philippines to Bitcoin, because I know nothing about it, to social media and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. He's a very, uh, motivated, creative young guy, and, uh, I hope you enjoy the show. So before the show today, we were talking about Bitcoin. Yes. And blockchain. Will, our guest tonight, Will Uarata. Correct me if I pronounce your last you, name. You're doing, you're doing good now. <laughs> do you know anything about blockchain and Bitcoin? I do. I actually... Uh, we found well, our guy. Yeah. Just a little bit. Like I, when it was about to, like, you know, it was rising before and like, you know, people making a bunch of money and stuff. I was at the latter part. I made a little bit, but like, um, by December that like I don't know what year was it 2017 2016 yep, I guess 2017 yeah. yeah that was the peak was, of it mm-hmm. yeah it was a peak and then December is like going down I was like I sold everything I don't want to lose money but I made I made a couple and now mm-hmm. I was I'm waiting for it to like go back up but you know, it's kind of stagnant right now How, did you do much research on it or you just saw like <clears throat> cryptocurrency as being a new investment idea or did oh, you yeah. like do a lot of research on it I I kind of a little bit yeah I, I I was like reading stuff about cryptocurrencies before and stuff. It's, I mean it's a, an amazing technology, you know. First off, can you attempt to explain it to me? Okay, so <laughs> I guess it's like um with you know back in the day like when the session in twenty two thousand eight two thousand nine I guess. Yeah. And that's how it started like with this Satoshi guy. Just try to talk right. Oh sorry, yeah, with the Satoshi guy. Nobody ever know who he is. Japanese and, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then he kind of started um, blockchain and stuff like that, where like there's no, um, what do you call that? Like not like banks that you know they kind of hold your money and you just pretty much it's like a transaction between person to person. Right. There's and no there's no third party. That's the biggest no thing. There's no third party. Right? You don't pay extra. You know. Um, payment and like processing and transactions and stuff like that right and it's fast too that's the goal so like what was what was this guy's goal in creating it just because he was pissed off at paying it was just just amazing technology yeah yeah it's just like there's how did he get paid from it then he sold his shares that he had he created it right so he just gave himself like a billion shares (laughs) yeah well um well that's the thing though so nobody knows about him the shares at the beginning uh, I'm not like what's floating around I don't now know, is maybe, what he. I'm not sure if he created it and just started slowly selling it off and like, like to support mm-hmm. himself, but I, I don't think I don't think he ever owned a hundred percent. Yeah. Hmm. So, and, go ahead. Well, I guess like um, 
that's the thing though, it, it's crazy how people doesn't know about this guy yet, until now. And what he's motive about, like, you know, creating everything. I guess he was, he created it for good. Unfortunately, people, you know, they found, um, like, a good investment about it and made it, like, a, their, like, own stock exchange where, like, can, you can do IPOs and stuff like yeah. that. So what happened was Bitcoin before when you do transactions, like if you want to take your money out, you got to pay like this much money because of the, you know, the computer, computing power that these, like, you know, miners are yeah. um, spending money on like electricity and their computers and stuff. So you have to pay more. So there is like a little bit of a fee, right? The miner's fee. There's a fee, yeah. Just because it requires energy for computers to solve the complex math equations Ma yeah. to verify the blockchain. And this guy, sorry, I forget his name. What's his name? Satoshi, Satoshi, Satoshi Nakamoto. Put those algorithms in place? Yes. Yes. He's and a pretty smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's a genius. Was he known for anything before that? I don't know. That's a good question. Let me check. And there's like hundreds knows about or thousands him, of new cryptocurrencies all the time. Yeah. yeah, off of his technology kind of thing. Yeah, did he sell technology to people, or they're just creating their own now? Just, just like an open own. source. Yeah. yeah. So it's open, so people can see the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm. Don't people try to hide that technology usually? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe someone just got it somehow illegally on the black market. But, well, that's it. that's what <laughs> most people use it before. It's um for the black market. Because um, since the government can't track who owns the money, they can, you can easily launder money through um, cryptocurrency because you, you're the only one who has a code or, or has a key with, you know, in your like, wallet. That's what I call wallet. So that's the reason why they had it. Because like with, um, with banks, it's centralized. The government can see your transactions and stuff right. like that. With Bitcoin, it's all private. And so there's no data on who owns what specific serial number of bitcoin no no like, i guess there's just one copy of it right yeah you you own like but yeah like they can't see what your transactions are and stuff like that so how does it work when you buy some because okay whatever how much is it now five thousand dollars of bitcoin or something yeah somewhere around there it just jumped <laughs> today so let's say i want to invest 500 bucks yeah i'll get 10 percent of a bitcoin well, you have like 0 0.000345 yeah. BTC. BTC, yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. Well, it's just a fraction, right? It's just it's a, a decimal number. So if you okay. want to buy one Bitcoin, then you have to put like $5,000. Like you said, if you five grand, it'll be one Bitcoin. One Bitcoin, yeah. But you can buy a percentage of Bitcoin. Yeah, yes. you can, yeah. So that's what he's talking about, like 0 0.001 or something you like that. You can buy a dollar of Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So you get the serial number, or you get a number? You so first you have a wallet and that's okay. where you store it. Yeah, and Don't you're just transferring like numbers. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna show We're you. Having a good time here, <laughs> dude. Honestly, it's so complicated. It's crazy. Okay, but that's the thing I was talking to you about. Is that I've heard people on other podcasts talk about it who mm -hmm. are supposedly knowledgeable about the whole cryptocurrency world. Yeah, and I don't understand a thing after hear, like listening to them talk about it. So does anyone really know like what's going on? I don't know. But there's or so how many, crazy powerful there, it is. There's so many, I don't, that's the thing. I don't think so. There's so many different uses for it. And that's it's the thing though. A, yeah. It's a, not just the cryptocurrency alone. It's the technology behind mm -hmm. it, right? Like it's um, super good for record keeping too. So like it yeah. could be implemented in hospitals and stuff like that because you can't alter the original. So you yeah, can, it's hard right. to document, like, you know, fake it. 
So like even with the, like you know for example piggeries too like they can track from um like when the like the small pig like you know when they raise it and then all the health like what when it got sick and like all this kind of stuff yeah. and then until it got sold in the market so they have a record of it and so if there's a record of like you know whatever kind of disease it is like they could easily track which meat has like been affected and stuff so it's like that's the power of the blockchain technology so like right now they mostly use it to like even transferring money and stuff um it doesn't need to be bitcoin you know it's you just now nowadays you just use blockchain because it's way faster and way cheaper or even the accounting stuff like anything i need to do some yeah. research <laughs> but like the thing is like there, there'd be so many like people can just create their own ipo right their own coin mm-hmm. so for like five bucks you'd get like Twenty thousand shares or whatever. If enough people bought into it, like it would change by thousands of percents over a day, right? But then you can lose everything too. Yeah, it's like playing in stock market too. Yeah. And a lot of coins just disappear, and you never see it's them crazy, again. Yeah. And then like the yeah, and they just get dropped. How do they disappear? People just don't stop using it completely, even though they have real money in it. Yeah, like, do you know what the, like, oh, crap, like, it's, um, I forgot what it's called, like, the one in Vancouver, like. Oh, there's so many. What's, uh, his, what's his name again, the one who died? Oh, uh, we were talking yeah, about, were talking Quadriga. About Quadriga, Quadriga yeah. 6, like, that guy. Crazy. Died last died. December, <laughs> and he's the only one who has the key to all, like, because Quadriga CX is, like, like a trading company for, like, IPOs like for bitcoins. So it's like a stock exchange like, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a stock exchange. But then lots of people keep their money on the website, on, which yeah. you should never ever do. Yeah. But that's the thing. In Canada, for you to uh, withdraw your money from, <clears throat> from blockchain or from like trading in bitcoin, you need to have Quadriga CX. Because yeah. this is the only one that's allowed to withdraw money from here. Like, like with banks. Yeah, because I have Coinbase where I normally do my uh, trading before, but you can't take money out if you're from Canada. So I have to transfer my, my uh, coins to Quadriga CX and like withdraw it from there. And they probably charge you fees for that, right? Yep. They charge you fees. So some of my friends lost a bunch because they kept their money there. And this guy died. And he's the only one who has a key and a code to the... <laughs> is that crazy? <laughs> Which is crazy. What is a key? Well, access That's your to pass. It. To, for you to open for the storage yeah for the storage for the so wallet he just has a password that he didn't share with anyone no yeah and he just died which is <laughs> it's like, the last un- lost your money it's unrecoverable well unless they find him uh, yeah unless because there's the thing about blockchain it's so hard to you know unlock it there's no way for you to unlock it so is the story people think that he just like took off and it's happened before now has the money and Mount, he yes. Mount, Mount Gox was Mount another Gox, one Gox yeah it's just the people just disappear. That's why you never hold your money on these site websites. Yeah. You just like buy a cold wallet. So it's like a physical thing. And you put all, you transfer all your Bitcoins and everything on that and yeah. it keeps, stays encrypted. A physical thing? Yeah. How do you get access to it then? So it's like a USB kind of device thing. What if you lose that? That's the thing. You're, 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 you lose you're all your money. Yeah. No. So you can't store it on your computer or something that... You can, you can, but it's risky. What if your hard drive dies, right? Or people what if steal your someone computer. Someone hacks you. Yeah. So that's Seems why like you store it in a USB. There's no secure way to do it. The best way would be to buy like two cold, uh, two cold storage wallets. wallets and then yeah. hard copy them. 
So if you lose one, you still have another one. Yeah. You put in a bank fault or whatever. That's the one way. <laughs> it seems so like barbaric almost. Like old yeah, school. It's because we're it's still so early. That's why. Yeah. A physical thing in a mm -hmm. bank vault to save it. But I think that's going to be the future though. Really? Um, yeah. It's, it's eventually in the future, people will find out that, you know, it's, it's like a dot-com like bust too before, right? Like with the internet boom, you know, it busted and like now it just went back up again with technology and stuff. And right so, now. so many big companies are investing in blockchain. Like there's got to be a oh, reason for yeah. it, right? Like Amazon, like so many big companies. Yeah. Lots of high-profile people in the world the are involved with developing too, yeah. it too, yeah. So there's something behind it. Fuck, there's a lot of knowledge in your head, Carl. Thank you. <clears throat> we need to start unlocking this stuff. <laughs> That's why you have a mic now. He's a genius. I could be making it all up, you don't know. Yeah, but I believe you. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> it seems sketchy. I'm not going to go home tonight and buy Bitcoin, but I'm super curious now. <laughs> Probably is the best one to buy Bitcoin because it's pretty low right now, but I don't know if you're going to make money off of it anytime soon. Because you started before when I jumped on it, it was about 3,700 and it went way up to like 2,100 Canadian. It's crazy. 2,100 or 21,000? 21, oh no, sorry, 21,000. 21, that was yeah. the max, yeah. Yeah, 21,000 and just after that, it just started going down. People like got second mortgages and stuff to invest in Bitcoin. Oh yeah. Is that by far it's the so biggest, risky, though. biggest crypto? <laughs> yes, by far, by far. Yeah. Was that the first one? I no, Bitcoin? so. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's exactly the first one. It's, it's, it's one of the OGs like, for why sure. Why did that one get so popular? Bitcoin was the first one. It was? And then after for that, sure. followed by uh, Ethereum, Ethereum and Litecoin and all this kind of stuff. And then there's so many like that followed after that. XRP. Yeah, there's yeah. lots. But like Bitcoin's been number one forever. And then two, three, four usually like switch yeah. around. And are those ones all losing traction too? I no, there's a there's a few other big players that kind of keep up with uh, Ethereum Bitcoin. kept it. Yeah, yeah. Ethereum's pretty good. It's a big Russian one. Yeah, Litecoin's been around too. <laughs> well, because that's the thing though, like the technology behind Ethereum, people still use it in their companies and stuff, so they don't actually lose a lot of value. But like with small players, yeah, they're like it's either they're out of market now or I don't know. Do like, you ever see it as like a daily trading currency? Some people do, yeah. Yeah, I did. Used like, to do you do... think it'll be a common global? I think so. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's like doing a day trade. It's in the stock market. But are you, will there be thousands of different ones? There's a lot. Or will it be like a global? A centralized group? note. That's what we're trying to stay away from, right? So there's going to be lots of different types. And you, like, and but like in the future, are people going to get paid in crypto? For their careers and stuff? Maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. That's the thing. We don't know. Yeah, that could be a future. So is that going to be like a selling feature of, a, of a, an employer? Being like, hey, we pay you in this currency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the thing about that is like the government doesn't like it because they can't track your money. How do you money. tax it? They can't tax you. They, they, there's no way for them to figure out how much you're making and stuff. So we're nowhere near that actually becoming Probably reality. Probably not. But like RBC has bought Bitcoin, like the banks are investing in Deals, yeah. cryptocurrency too. But if the government can't track it and tax you on your income, mm -hmm. how, would, how would that ever happen? I don't know. They just rely on you like declaring your Bitcoin wallet and stuff, how much you have it. Based on my understanding of the government, I don't think they're ever going to rely on the public. They won't. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> They'll find a way, dude. Yeah. Oh, you only made 20 grand this year? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, let's move on.
Will. Right, let's do this. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. All I really know about you is that you were born and raised in the Philippines. Moved to Van- Did you move to Vancouver in 2010? Hey, you moved to Vancouver, yeah. Because of the Olympics? Were you here for the Olympics? <laughs> Dude, like, I, I missed that one. Oh, I, did you? Oh, I came no. here like July. And I guess my mom wanted to like, have us by February because it's the Olympics. Right? Is it February or March? It was uh, two weeks in February, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like we didn't make it. So yeah, it was just past Olympics. I'm like, oh, crap. Missed it. Yeah. But it was fine. At least it came here summertime. I didn't have to adjust a lot. Yeah. Because uh, it was kind of like, what was it, 25 degrees? And back home yeah, is like kind of hot. Pretty good summers. Yeah. So Not like, like the Philippines, though. The Philippines is like crazy. Yeah. yeah it's, it gets super hot over there. So when I came here, I was like, oh, um, this is like the Philippines too. I mean, you know, it's not cold at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing I know, a few months, I was like, you know, shivering and. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it just gets so <laughs> dark. It's freaking cold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so depressing and dark. Was that one of the biggest like shocks for you? Was weather? Um, some, yeah. Because yeah. I imagine it would be very difficult to move to a completely different is, culture. Yeah. Well, the biggest shock for me was like when I came here, um, I was, okay, I was expecting it to have like bunt, like a big city with buildings everywhere and stuff like that. And well, I was in Manila and, you know, it's like a really busy city and stuff. It's noisy and, you know, like buildings everywhere. So yeah. it'd be like, you know, with crazy people all the time. So, um, came here, I was like, you know, when you, when you're from like a noise, like noisy, loud city and you go to like a really quiet place, your ears kind of like ringing. <laughs> cause like, so, cause we lived in Surrey and like there's, you know, in Surrey, it's pretty quiet in Surrey. So I was like, oh my God, like I didn't expect it to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd be living in like a nicer city, yeah. but I didn't, you know. That's what my thinking before. I didn't thought that you know this is like for me right now. I really appreciate Vancouver because it's really nice to live here. I mean, I love to live in like peaceful city, clean, you know, and you know it's just everybody just. But I know it rains a lot, but you know it's in summertime. It's like one of the best thing to like you know for you to go out, explore nature and stuff like that. Did. Do people in the Philippines speak English? We do. Um, well, that's the thing. It's we, a second language? It's a second language, okay. yeah. We speak English at school and stuff like that. So that yeah. wasn't really a barrier for it you? It wasn't for me, yeah. Okay. I was, was first a little bit, yeah, because I wasn't used to like the, the language, but like I got, I got used to it. Yeah. Yeah. And now, well, it's not the best. My English is not the best, but like it's... I can communicate, I guess. So it's better, better than some people I knew oh, that yeah. grew up here. <laughs> uh, so what are you up to now? Give us good, like a little background on you since you've been in Vancouver. You've been doing photography the entire time you've been here. Um, actually, no. Like, uh, we'll uh, we'll kind of give you a background. I started like started picking up my camera back when I was in Philippines. I guess about two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something like that. Okay, and then. Um, yeah, I kind of started shooting, um, and then I kind of fall in love with it. And then I came here, um, I didn't shoot a lot. I used to shoot portraits before in the Philippines, but here when I moved, I don't know a lot of people. So I started shooting landscapes and I fall in love. Portrait is just all people, right? Yeah. 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 And then here, like I started doing landscape in my first years and stuff. 
and the city is really nice. Like, there's a lot of stuff to like, you know, take photos of. Mm. And yeah, I mean, in 2011, I guess, I I had a thing about video, like a filmmaking before. So I was like, okay, I wanted to step up. Like, I wanted to learn video. So I kind of bought like a Canon 7D, which kind of like shoots like really good video. So it's a solid camera, yeah. DSLR, right? It's a DSLR too, yeah. I used to have a Sony before, like the first ever Sony DSLR, and then I kind of switched to Canon 7D, and it was a good, it's a good good, camera, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, I started shooting uh, my first short film. My brother, um, he was in advertising back, like he was taking advertising back at home to the Philippines. Yeah. So we kind of had like. He kind of know how to edit videos and stuff like that. Like they taught him in school and then he taught me. And yeah, I kind of asked him to like help me out, shoot this, you know, little short film I got. Like, and then I edited it, posted it in YouTube and Facebook. And then the next morning, my, all my photographer friends were like, yo, you know, your videos really sick. Like my kids are like crying about it. <laughs> what was, uh, was, what was uh, the story? It's crazy. Um, it was about uh, like this guy because back back home before we used to play with you know this wooden car and you just have like a rope on it, you just tow it. I just go everywhere like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, here I was looking for a wooden car. I can't find anything, so I went Toys R Us. I'm like, I think oh, I have do you have one of those? Yeah, for sure. I remember that. That's pretty popular. I think mine was a train though. Yeah, it's like a wooden train. How old are you guys? So. 29. I, okay. 30. So you guys Carl's were able to. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm a bit older than you guys. <laughs> 31. There you go. Whatever. Yeah. I turned 30 in three weeks. I'm so just we were you. still able to experience those kind of stuff. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, so I, pop, I, I found this little meter car. It's a remote control. So, I'm like, oh, this is like the closest car I guess I can, you know, get. So, we had the, I had the story that this guy is like my brother. Um, not showing your face, just his feet, like towing his car, like, because I wanted to showcase like uh, the, the the city, like I wanted to capture um, Vancouver, White Rock, and all those kind of stuff you could see around the city and stuff, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, so we've been shooting around, and um, the story was like the guy was like traveling with his little, little um, mater, like little toy, and then the rope kind of snapped. Um, in you know, in the story, and then he just kept going and didn't realize that the car got left behind, and it got like good thing I picked up that car because it's remote control. And like <laughs> every time you like uh, steer the um, the wheels, the eyes are kind of like moving too. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like so that kind of made sense in the video that the car started like being alive and you know. He just started driving by himself, like looking for his master, but he can't find it. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're just shooting around too. And um, in the story, in the end, he kind of found this guy. Um, he thought he was his master, but like it was different shoes. And then the guy just looked at him and like ignored him and left. And then the car was like, you know, kind of depressed. You know, <laughs> didn't find what he's looking for. And then. All of a sudden, this guy picked him up, and it was his master, and, like, that's the end of the story. It was simple, like, you know, thinking about it now, like, it 
it's kind of stupid idea, but <laughs> <laughs> my kids love it. They make, my friends were like, dude, like they don't want to eat their breakfast. You just want to watch or you keep watching the video. And How long yeah. was it? Huh? How long was the video? How long was the video? Or how, when video, was it? How long was the video? It was like about two, two minutes, I guess, or three minutes, something like that. It's not too long. So, yeah, and then um, I posted on YouTube before, like, back in 2011, YouTube wasn't, like, the thing yet. It was just starting. Those were the early days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it got 20,000 views in YouTube. I wow. was like, wow. So Quickly? Yeah. Jeez. It's so quick. And then I didn't even pay attention to YouTube before because I was like, screw YouTube. I'm like, I like Facebook. <laughs> Wish I, I should have. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then after that, like, my, some of my friends um, noticed my, my uh, videography skills and then asked me to um, partner up with me shooting weddings and stuff. And then after that, it became history. I've been, I've been shooting weddings for, like, five years, which it was, it was, I liked it at first, but, like, in the end, I felt like it wasn't for me because... Um, Shooting weddings, it's not as easy as you think, you know. I think it's not easy at all. It is not. Yeah. It's like a lot of work. First, it's like a crazy day. Oh right? yeah. There's a lot of planning probably beforehand. Yeah, and, and then most it's of like the time, an eighteen-hour day of shooting. It, it's so long, yeah. right? Plus the worst part is the editing part too, because there's a lot of footage that you have to edit. Yeah, and people would think like, oh, well, you guys charge this much. If you think about it, it's not actually that much. It's actually low to Based on how the many hours of time. you're putting oh, into yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, um, <clears throat> I like weddings. Like, I, I, I admire people who shoot weddings. But for me, um, I guess it wasn't um, the thing that fulfills me because uh, I can't be like as creative as I could in a wedding day. I mean, shooting weddings like we just go with the flow. Kind of just have to do what the bride tells you to do. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, whatever their schedule is and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So I can't just really, like, create my own creative stuff. So, How many yeah. weddings do you think you shot in Oh, man, five there's years? a lot. Yes, I'm not sure, like, maybe more than 20 and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do you have any crazy stories from weddings? Oh. Uh, like, either a really bad speech <laughs> or, like... There's some, a lot of bad speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, like, something crazy that a bridezilla said to you. Um, the crazy one was the, oh, there's the last wedding we shot. Like it's, it's, it's one of the most fun weddings I did though. Like last year, cause I started, stopped shooting, but like, that's the only wedding I did. Um, they were just having fun. We just, that's the only wedding I got drunk before finishing my work. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a house wedding. Yeah. So they were like, just keep on like giving us like drinks and like, yeah, Drink, blah, blah, blah. So I was like shooting drunk and stuff like that. But was, <laughs> they were cool. So I guess that's one of the highlights I have. But like with bad ones, there's a lot. Like <laughs> I can't even name every, like, everything. But like the only thing that I hate is that uh, with the like you give people a discount and stuff like that. And then with the people you give discount to, like they're the one who's going to ask for way more in the end. It's always like that. So um, there's like stuff that uh, the camera got, you know, um, it wasn't stolen. We left, kind of left it on the road. So I actually have a lot of equipment for loading in a car. 
I kind of left that one and it was gone. And it has like some footages of, you know, the reception, like the speech. So. Someone stole your camera? Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> that would be brutal. Yeah. One, just losing the amount of money that cameras are worth. But two, just like, I'm sure. That day is not really recreatable. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's You'll the thing, right? It's somebody's like, wedding. Like, yeah. you know, it's, you, you can't... Yeah, that's the thing about wedding. You can't, you can't recreate again. If you screw up, then you screw up. But it's the thing, like, it happens, right? You can't really you stay away from it. But that's why we have contracts that if we lose this much, like this gear and stuff, right. we're not liable and, like, whatever we lose. But, you know, it's, you just feel bad. You just feel bad for the person because, you know, you lose the footage. It's their wedding day. But luckily for that, we didn't lose the whole entire thing. It was just, yes. It was just, yeah, <clears throat> portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about social media. You said yeah. it's pretty impressive that your first video that you ever posted to YouTube had 20,000 views. <laughs> Do you still use YouTube often? I'm not that uh, active in YouTube anymore. But I'm Are you more, more photography or video? Right now, well, because, um, okay, it, we started this, because um, ever since, I wanted to have, like, my own creative agency and stuff when we were shooting weddings, but, like, I can't really do it because we've been really busy with, like, people asking for weddings and stuff, so I stopped, we stopped shooting weddings for, like, well, I mean, I stopped photography and videography for a year. 2017, I just wanted to do a refresh and stuff, and 2018, me and my best friend, Mark, we kind of started uh, Blurred Creative. So that goal, goal is that, of that is like to capture or like create contents for brands or like travel stuff, you know, lifestyle. So January last year, we were just shooting every weekend um, videos, edit on a Sunday night and then until Monday morning. And I have to go to work looking like a zombie because we, we wanted to be noticed in Instagram. The only way is to just create content out there and like you know it has to be good so we did it for a month and then we kind of gained traction get more followers and stuff and people kind of started noticing us so this was only a year ago that was just a year ago you were working full-time i was working full-time yeah where were you doing well right now i've never um that's my job now too uh i work as a i manage a warehouse in south syria okay and also i'm in charge for the shipping and receiving yeah and i work with a great company so like I can't leave right away. Leave, like, yeah. It's hard to leave, but, you know, it's, I don't know. We'll, we'll see in the end, but, like, right now I'm building my own company too, right? So um, it's amazing how, like, we got <clears throat> much traction for the, just a year and people started noticing Blurred Creative now too and brands are reaching to us and, you know, make doing some work for tourism boards. That's super cool. A lot of people... <clears throat> complain that one they're not enjoying their job but two they don't have any time to like start what they're actually passionate about so it's yeah. cool to meet and chat with people that are still working a full-time job but they're super passionate about something else and they're building a business in the off hours right yeah like you said every weekend you're shooting on saturday you're editing on sunday yeah you're going to sleep or you're going to work the next day without any sleep Oh, uh, well, I'm good with like at least five hours sleep. I'm good with that. Yeah. Like pretty much like every day I just have five hours sleep. I get used to it now. But like, that's the thing. You just have so much time in a day that, you know, you just have to do everything, right? I mean, like if you want to be successful in the end, you just have to put time on it. So you just start your Instagram like a year ago? 
um, when the business yeah, started? Like, yeah, yeah, just a year ago. So, um, like, to answer the question, um, now at Blurred, I'm the main photographer and Mike is the main videographer because okay. we had to split. Like, somebody has to be, like, more on this side and more on this side. So, right now, I'm just mainly, mainly um, shooting photos, but I also shoot videos. That's a good thing about me and Mark is we switch around. We both are, like, good in do- doing photos and videos. But I guess from, like, for us, like, I'm not, he's better than me in, you know, shooting films for sure. And, you know, it's just the skill that you just hone and, you know, just practice every day, you know, it's, for me. Is there much training that goes involved? It gets involved in yeah, um, it's photography and videography? There is. Like, well, I'm a self-thought, so just like Carl. Um, I've been working my, um, my style for like, well, nine months now. It's, it was hard. Like, it, well, in Instagram, you just, for you to get noticed out there, you, have, you need to have your own style. Your, your feed has to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Your colors mm-hmm. has to be consistent. So um, it's... For me, I have, I wanted, I kind of leaned more onto like a kind of moody kind of look in my, if you see my feet, it's all kind of moody and stuff. And that's, it's more it, like, I was noticing that today actually. And it's, uh, I guess moody is a good word, but it's, for me, it's more like darker. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. dark blues and blacks are kind of like the background. Yeah, that's right. The skies, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm like trying because i wanted to be different from like anyone else too right i know a lot of people like um a lot of people out there have like the, all the same style and um for me i just wanted to have my own thing i mean i know i still follow like the thing is like i follow people too and i just get inspiration from that mm. and then I create my own style but like building your own style also takes time Right, so it's just about being consistent every day. So you know, even even now, I still like edit stuff every day, trying to like learn some new stuff, and then you know just apply it. And I still post like pretty much like a bit, I guess like three three times a week. Before it was crazy; it was every day I had to post. But now I just, it's just hard because we're working with brands and we have stuff to edit and stuff too. So I just whatever whatever time i can put into you know my social media then i just do it where when you uh, sorry your partner's name is mark? mark mark yeah and then um after that we kind of well there's four of us now there's also kira she's uh she's amazing um she's our like marketing she's in charge of marketing she's also a model um <clears throat> and then the fourth one was coco she's our graphic design graphic artist and animator cool so yeah there's so we pretty much have like the whole team, photography, video, uh, graphic design, and then social media management stuff. Like that, yeah. When the brand starts, Blurred Creative, that's what it is, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Blurred Creative. What, what are like the first steps? I'm always curious in terms of like how someone gets from concept to actually a business is in place and yeah. we're working on the business. Um, for me, it was simple. Um, so what we did, my, I just set four goals, like four goals last year so what i did is like i told mark okay first quarter we're just gonna put content out there second quarter we should be able to collaborate with you know um influencers and then 
third quarter, we should be able to get paid for what we do. And then fourth quarter, we should be able to trouble and get paid. <laughs> but we pretty much did everything in a third quarter. So we were, third quarter, we were like, yeah, we, we were able to trouble and get paid. Um, <clears throat> it, was, it was quite fast. It was like, you know, it's just the thing that if you set goals for yourself, you know, and you know that, you know, you have a clear vision of like where you want to go and you just follow that one. It's, it's, it's crazy how like everything falls into pieces and, you know, end of the day you're like, oh my God, I actually reached my goal. Yeah. But like, it's, it's just the first step for now. Like we're just, we're just a new company. We're still starting and we still, I know we still have a lot of things to like do and more mistakes to be, you know, to be done and like learn from it. In year one, how are you attracting new business? How are you attracting those brands that you're going after? Um, for now, it's basically, uh, well, Kira does the marketing, so she's like reaching out to brands and stuff like that. Or through social media is really good. I mean, like especially Instagram, people reach out to us, they see our work. Because like you, they also, um, they also search Vancouver or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff and then they find, find us. Yeah. And then, yeah, I really appreciate people who likes our stuff and then, you know, reach out to us and like, if they're the right fit, then we work with them. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, right now, we don't do a lot of SEOs and like, you know, putting stuff there in Facebook. It's mostly word of mouth and social media. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, who's the right fit for you? Like what kind of brand person, individual are you going after? Well, yeah, well, for, for us, we mainly focus in, um, uh, what I call that, travel, tourism, and, like, brands, like, clothing, or, like, whatever it is. Um, we, I guess, I know there is some stuff that, like, brands, like, marketing, because marketing agencies are um, reaching out to us, too, and, you know, can you shoot, like, what I call that, like, uh, seminars and stuff like that? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind doing it, but. Um, Not as exciting. It's probably so boring, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't want to put it that way, but yeah, it's not our style. That's the thing, right? So it's just less creative. It's yeah, right? yeah. It's it's less creative. I don't want to sit there and like you know listen to stuff and well, end of the day, it still pays the bill. But yeah, but like it's for me, it's always better to like get the right client and do good at it rather than getting whatever is being thrown to you and like, you know, you don't have a passion of doing it. And this, yeah. it's, it's for us, it's all about creating like quality content and, you know, bringing like value and like to the business. Cause like they help us. We wanted to help that, that business grow too. And like, especially with social media, it's crazy how video is like taking off now. Like everybody needs a video for their business. And for us, like, even if you're like a small business, like, you know, or big one, we just wanted to help out, like creating a good content for you and like showcasing your social media or wherever you platform you want to do it and then get more traffic, like, you know, selling your products and stuff like that. Yeah. Travel is one of the things you like to do, obviously. Yes. Yeah. And you can tell by your Instagram, of course. <laughs> yeah. What are uh what are some of the cool places you've been to and shot at? Oh, um last the last one we've been with like is is in Oregon. Yeah, I saw that. We went to uh Is this... that like a deserted plane you shot on? I saw um, I think one of your models is like sitting on a plane wing. 
Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. So that was like back last year too. Um, we there's this. We thought it was a plane that crashed in the middle of nowhere, but actually it's not. It's uh, I, it's actually this guy. I don't know how he got that plane there, but <laughs> <laughs> he built a home out of that plane. Really? It's wow. his house. This is where he lives. That's and so like, cool. If you go there, it's just it, like it's all forest and stuff. Like, I was thinking, how the hell do you bring a plane here? I'm, like, <laughs> unless it crashed, but like he said, it didn't crash. So I guess he just took it all like into two pieces and like put it back there. I don't know. It's crazy. The guy is pretty cool. Unfortunately, when we went there, he wasn't there, but he was sh- supposed to show us the inside of the plane. But yeah, um, we only had limited time that time. We can't wait for him. So we just shot outside the plane. And then after that, because we, we had um, this, also um, like we had a plane ride after that. Um, they wanted to collaborate with us. It's called Envy Adventures in Portland. Cool. So they gave us a tour, like a plane tour. And then, you know, we made contents for them and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, that's the good thing, good thing about tra- being a videographer and, you know, or photographer and like traveling. You can reach out to brands and, you know, see if they wanted to work with you. If they like your stuff, then, you know, you can get free stuff or you can get paid. So that one is like, one of the cool places I've been. The second one was the Umqua Hot Springs that we went last February. Where's that? It's in Oregon too. Oh, okay. So we were lucky to get there, and it's it's snowing. And then um, we had we had to hike uh, for an hour. It's supposed to be a fifty minute hike, but it was took an hour. <laughs> snowing bad, so they closed the road, so we had to hike way longer than we were supposed to be. But like when we get there, um, it was amazing because there's a bunch of snow, like in your background, and you're here, like in a you know in a hot spring, like in a tub. Just like I have, like, I've went with my friends. They're all models and stuff, mostly models. So we just it's a good friend group to be in. <laughs> all his friends are models. <laughs> Well, I guess that's one of the perks of being a photographer too, right? So. <laughs> we need to start uh, shooting, Carl. <laughs> Get some cameras, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, they're good friends of mine, and yeah, we just created content there, and, you know, it's, it's amazing how people liked it, because they don't normally see, you know, a hot spring with, well, I guess you'd see a couple shots. Um with a hot spring and like a bunch of snow in the background but you know it's, it's just an amazing experience for me and for us too to be able to get those kind of shots walk me through like <clears throat> i guess when a brand reaches out to you let's say clothing company because that's what you mentioned yeah. you mentioned one earlier what is the process like from like first introduction to actual shooting i'm yeah. sure there's like some sort of creative meetings that happen oh yeah we, in we planning yeah and are they suggesting that you travel and shoot at this specific location? Or are you finding, are you finding locations and saying, I it's, think based on yeah. your product, we should shoot here? It's mostly um, we, uh, like we find locations and stuff. Or like, uh, like now we're going to Hawaii in May. Like, so the brands that reach out to us, we would tell them like, okay, we're going to Hawaii. If you guys want, we can shoot this stuff in Hawaii. And you guys pay us and you know it's it's how it is like pretty much if we do that they get more excited because 
it's just not it, it's not going to be shot locally it's going to be shot somewhere else mm. so yeah that's pretty much it like sometimes if the brand is like not from here then they want us to shoot somewhere else then we just go there and shoot um yeah but so so the process is like we're gonna have if it's local we're just gonna have a couple meetings see if we're the right fit and then you know and then after that we're gonna have a meeting again to create a storyboard and stuff like that like all this kind of planning and then once everybody agrees then you know we just go out and shoot content for them and then after that that's that's pretty much it they just see and then pretty much we did always like our stuff thank god so we don't need (laughs) (laughs) are you supplying like models and people to be in the shoots and stuff like that yeah but well there's a thing because uh we have we have like a not supplying they're not possessions i should say <laughs> should say are, are, you, are you hiring <laughs> hiring yeah that's well, the that's thing. we mostly use our friends too because um yeah well i did i didn't had to reach out to other people for now yet because i have well with a group of friends that we have um, there's a bunch of models too, so we just tell them like, okay, yeah, we're gonna shoot this and stuff, and then they just get a portion too, like whatever, whatever we make. And Kira and Coco, which is a part of the team, they're like um, models too in Instagram. They're pretty big. So Kira's a good-looking girl. I've seen her. On, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She will pretty much use her and Coco and uh, the friends Elaine and Cat, wherever it is. Um, but yeah, that's a good thing because we we have our own group of friends, so the brand doesn't need to hire or like pay someone else anymore to model unless they specifically need, you know, this kind of model. So they just a supply specific it. demographic yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, it's, it's it's good that you're able to work and you know play with your friends at the same time. Makes it like makes the work a lot more fun totally yeah i get to work with carl all the time see like yeah we always have a good time carl and i went to high school together no way yeah well that's good man you guys are still like together now working and <laughs> he has a better stuff. beard than me though huh he has, he has a better, a better beard, beard than me. Yeah, i can see that <laughs> <laughs> you're not using the products correctly dude i know Carl gave me some uh, beard oil for Christmas. <laughs> the secret stuff. <laughs> and I said, I don't think Dude, mine's long enough to need that. I wish you can grow a beard, but like with my Asian jeans, I don't think it's even possible too. I tried to grow it. I, it's like a mustache here and like it's just it's bad. So I'm like, no, I can't. Do you have any Asian friends that have like good facial hair? There's not many, right? For some not reason, many. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't remember anyone. No. <laughs> we should Google. Yeah. Asian guy with good beard and see what comes up. It's 100%. <laughs> a mixed asian yeah oh for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's hilarious. no way you can grow a beard with a pure asian <laughs> you've you've been in photography let's say roughly 10 years yeah how's technology like how has the crazy advancement in technology in the last those last 10 years like adjusted oh. your industry yeah it's 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 kind of wild now before we used to shoot like these huge heavy cameras and stuff now i use i shoot with sony um, mirrorless camera and it's as good or even way better than the, some DSLRs out there really and it's like compact too and it's it's crazy how this little camera can shoot 4k or like 
120 frames per second, stuff like that. Even your phone too, like it's crazy how this phone right here now, sometimes I don't bring my camera anymore because they're so good. Dude, they're like so I don't need, a, I don't, I don't need a stabilizer. Like with like, this is an S10, Samsung Galaxy S10. When I shoot just from this and like, even if I run this, the, the video is like super stable. Wow. Really? That's crazy. I has, shot, it has like, an auto stabilizer or what? It, yeah, it's like it, apparently that's a brand it has new one, like, right? It yeah. just came out a few weeks ago. Yeah. So the last film, if you look at my Instagram, yeah. the I last just spent two hundred fifty bucks on one of those fucking Targa <laughs> sticks. <laughs> yeah, those ones. Yeah. yeah. The O. What is that brand? Oh, I forgot. Is it you... oh, I forget, man. It's a DH something. Yeah. What is like it? That. Is it a stabilizer? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like basically a like a selfie one. stick. That's a stabilizer. Oh, so what do you put like your phone to? Yeah. yeah, or GoPros yeah. or whatever, yeah. Oh, okay. Mine is a phone too. One. Yeah. But, uh, is it Ogeo? Ogeo? Uh, something like that. I can't DSR? I don't know. It's like a, it's in oh. my bag over there. <laughs> I'll show it to you after. I don't know anything about like the phone um, stabilizer thing. I wish I can help you out with that. But, but you've yeah. got the crazy one that you like. We have like the, that, right? Yeah, we use Those the Ronin sweet. S right That's now. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you do a lot of videos in 4K? Um, no. Um, the thing is, like, I wanted to, but my computer is pretty slow I, to yeah, that's, 4K. Yeah. They're just huge files. It's technology limiting right now, yeah. And, like, oh, not many oh, people really? have 4K monitors, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. not a lot of people watch in 4K, right? So, um, for, we just shoot. And for us, like, in the videos, mostly, we shoot in 120 frames. Gotcha, and right. not a lot of cameras now can shoot 4K in 120 frames. Oh, that's crazy, yeah. Yeah. That'd be so, so much memory. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, you know, so that's why we just shoot with uh, 1080p, yeah. which is like still good. So the if last... You're, if you're shooting in 4K... Yeah. Yeah. And people watch it on a non-4K TV, does it just look like regular? Yeah. Or does it look worse because no, it's in a different... No, no, it's just be 1080, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is still it, a bit sharper. It will be sharper, yeah. But if you watch it on a 4K platform, completely it's different. Like it's completely different because like if, if you watch a 1080p in a 4K, it's going to be a bit blurry. But even like the frames per second makes a big difference. It's, yeah. Because like regular TV is what, like 25 frames, 30 frames? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like 120, it's so smooth and it'll, it'll look so different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what separates our videos to like anyone else too, because like we shoot. Um, for me, I like shooting uh, slow motion because right. it gives you like that kind of feel, feel, like the emotion and stuff. So I guess there's a reason why like people always tell us like, I don't know, you, you guys' videos are like different. I mean, not a, a lot of people shoot in like slow mo, but like, <clears throat> I mean, I guess locally and stuff, we just we just had our own um, sort of color grading too, and like the music they put on to it, and you know, and then shooting it in slow motion, having the emotions there. So um, that's what actually gets people to like watch your videos and stuff. I know it depends on the person, I guess. Yeah. Some people just want, like to watch like the fast clip, you know. But for us, we just wanted to have it slow mode and put some transitions in it. That, I guess you kind of addressed it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. One of the things I was going to ask was like how good personal technology is, like these phones. Yeah. And Carl has proven me wrong that my new phone, which is the iPhone XS or whatever the hell oh, it's wow. called. Is worse than his. His camera's better, but I thought this one was what better. What was your camera? I have the S9. Oh, you got S9? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that the new one? one? S10? S10, yeah. He's S10. And that's even better? Yep. 
So yeah. sweet again. And it has the crypto wallet too on it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Well, um, I don't know. It depends, I guess. I mean, so but, I, uh, I guess the question was more like, what's your sales pitch when you're meeting with, with new clients or approaching new clients? Mm-hmm. And people, people are just like, well, my phone is pretty good. I can just do it myself. Well, this is the thing though. Like, um, even though people can even shoot with like the most expensive cameras out there. Right. But skill is a skill. 100%. Right. So, I mean, they can give you like a red camera, like a $50,000 camera. And if you don't know, like, or you don't have the talent and like what you're doing, like, you know, it's just going to be shitty, whatever it is. Yeah. I like the last film I shot was shot on my phone. Really? Yeah. And uh, so you still use your phone for some stuff. I just wanted to like test this one and my skills too so like i shot i shot it using this just to prove people that um it doesn't matter what you shoot with or like what gadget you have you can always make beautiful content out of like whatever you have because people always I, I see people always ask me like yo what's the best camera to buy blah 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 and stuff like that but i don't think about like putting work on like improving themselves first you know it's um people rely on like technology and like the thing sometimes they think that well i have the best camera out there so i would be able to like create really good photos or videos but there's a lot from shooting like i after shooting your first photo it's raw it's unedited and People don't like people ask me, yo, like, what kind of settings do you have in your camera? Like, I got the lame, like, lamest settings ever. But, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like that. It yeah. doesn't work like that. It all comes to like the time you put in editing and then the skills that you acquired over time, you know? So, I mean, that's why I tell people you can just, you can have us like the lamest camera ever if, if, but if you, if you focus on your skills, then that's, that's how people would notice. And like, that's how we improve. It's not, you don't rely on technology. You just rely on yourself. When I, so <clears throat> I sell real estate. Whenever I'm in like listing appointments or talking to sellers, uh, often the question comes up and it's basically par for the course now. Like if you're good at marketing anything, really, you're using professional photography. But people ask, people will be like, do you use a professional photographer? And my answer is I always use the same line and maybe it's getting old so I should need to come up with something else. But I'm always like, my Instagram page is pretty good, but I am not a professional photographer. Yes, we use professional photographer. So like I don't have the skill of the correct framing and then going back home and adjusting the lighting and saturation just enough so that it pops, right? Nor do I have the time to do that. There's 100% a skill with anything. There's a skill with marketing and selling a house. Yeah, it's true. There's a skill with video yeah. and photos and all of that stuff. Dude, yeah. You can have the best mics. Doesn't mean you'll have a good podcast. That's true. You nailed it. But we do have a good podcast. And you we guys have, have the best a podcast. Mics. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to your podcast earlier. I was like, dude, this is a good podcast. Because like I've listened to... Just because of the sound quality? <laughs> the sound quality and like the way you guys talk too. Like, yeah. you know, like it's, it's kind of engaging and stuff, right? You know, it's, it's people, 
people in some podcasts like would ask the lamest questions ever and you know he's like going nowhere but like you guys are like you know you, you just hanging out yeah just hanging out just like make just a conversation like this. yeah right? yeah so like literally we were talking about bitcoin five minutes before you got here <laughs> that's true and i just don't know yeah. anything about it so i wanted to ask you guys so, so like last week i was like you do like do you have any like prep question for me and i was like he's you're not giving me anything yeah. i'm like oh man like i don't know what to say <laughs> but like you know like being here right now i don't need those prep questions because you just and that's want... the thing right like i always write down a few like topics just from like scrolling through your instagram or, oh, yeah. or you yeah. sent me a little blurb about yourself but like i rarely look at it i more just have it as a crutch i don't know yeah i just like jot down a few comments so if the conversation stalls yeah or you're really boring no i'm just <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing to do with you i'm just I wish saying I'm not if the guest is really bro. boring i just like have extra topics off off the top of my head. Off, yeah, yeah. But I rarely use them. It's more just like conversational, and then yeah, as you say something, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to ask. You pick about up that. some stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is like makes you a good conversationalist too, right? It's. I think that is a skill. It is 100%. a skill. Hundred percent. And it's something that I think I'm getting better at, but it's just like repetition, right? Yeah. It's like anything. Your first photo was probably a lot worse than your ten thousandth photo. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, with everything you do in life, it's, it's all about learning and practicing. And, you know, maybe as long as, for me, I'm a fan of, like, making mistakes, like, a bunch of mistakes and learning from it. Rather than, you know, just trying to make the, the, the least mistakes you can do. But, like, in the end, you just don't know how to deal with, you know, stuff in case it goes wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... I'm a big risk taker myself, so I learned from that. <laughs> um, when I met, so I, we, I've never met you before. <clears throat> I just messaged you on Instagram. Yeah. And one of your first replies to me, I can't remember, I don't know, you maybe went back and forth, but one of the things you said was, um, what was it? It was something like, I've never done a podcast, it makes me nervous, but I really like pushing myself to new oh. experiences that I've never done before. So yeah, I'm doing it. I'll do it. Yeah. And so like right from that comment, I knew I was going to like you first of all, and you've been more impressive than I thought you were going to be. Man. Even just like, I have a lot of respect for you coming over to a new country and just like building your thing from, from scratch. It's really cool to see. There's so many people in North America that just complain and yeah. maybe are stuck in a job that they don't like, but they just don't have the courage to either leave or yeah. follow a passion of theirs or whatever. Yeah. So it's so cool to see people that, are still working a full-time job, but like yeah. doing their side hustle, doing their passion on the side and building that. Well, a lot, of, a lot of respect. Well, thanks, man. Like for me, I guess like, um, you just, if you really want to succeed in life, you just, you know, you, just, you can't complain about everything we have. Like you can't have like, okay, you might not have um, privileges like what other people, people have, but like you just have to make use of what you have. And like, you just, for me, I'm big in like relationship building and stuff. So like, I'm like, I'm really grateful now. Like every time I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm grateful that I'm, I live in this country. I have a good life. Like I have a house to live, I have food in my table and stuff like that. And then everything else is just like making use of what you have and building from that. Crap, sorry. Uh, okay. And... <clears throat> I'm on my phone like 24-7, so <laughs> don't worry about it. And yeah, I mean, like for me, it's, it's, it's just about 
um, uh, just being, you know, enjoying the process is just, it's not, I don't focus in, like, I have goals in life, but I don't focus on the end result. I just focus on, like, the journey. Like, whether I fail in the end or, like, I make it, as long as, you know, I, I, I enjoyed my life and, like, had fun. Mm. So, you know, the, this, those are the happiest people that I've met are the people that um, most of the time they're fairly motivated. Most of the time they have some big ambitions that they want to achieve, but it's always the people that are so focused on like the process and just enjoying the day to day rather than like saying, I'm 25, I want to make a million dollars. Like, okay, well, how is that going to happen? Right. right? Yeah. You need to actually enjoy what you're doing. Like the people that are complaining about their jobs. They're not excited about it. They're going to work every day and like half-assing it or whatever. But the people that are like passionate and want to work 12 hours on their Saturday so that they yeah. can edit some cool content and grow their brand outside of yeah. the other job they're working. But that's the thing though. Like um, we have a really short life to live, right? We, we all have like the same time in a day. It's just about you making use of, like, making use of your time. How old do you think you're going to live to? That's a hard question. But like, I, <laughs> I know exactly. Probably around 80. That's it? <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I don't want to go about 100. Cause what it, bad habits do you have right now that are going to kill you at 80? Probably drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, now we're drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, that's a, what is that, Wednesday, Tuesday? I don't know. Hope it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I don't mind living a short life as long as I live it, you know, the way I wanted to and living it happily. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I would love to live as long as I could. <laughs> right. But like, that's the thing. A lot of people are like trying to live because they just need to live. And just because that's what the world told them to do. Like, you know, you have to get like nine to five job, be good at it. And then eventually retire and die. But forget about your passion. You know what scares me? Retire the word retirement. I can't ever see myself not working. I think I just oh yeah get bored. That's yeah. why like you know a lot of like older people you see get re- retire and just like, die nothing. quickly. Yeah, because they just don't have any excitement. Well, you're an entrepreneur, so you know you always wanted to build stuff, right? That's a, like, I guess it's in your blood. Yeah, you get bored, right? Like, it's nothing going on in your life. Like, being a, that's the thing about being an entrepreneur because, like, you just wanted to build things and, you know, make it better. Whether if you you become successful or you fail, you're doing something. Mm -hmm. That's the, I think that's the deep root for me is that I just want to get better. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be better than yesterday. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care if I make hundreds of millions of dollars. That's yeah. not really goals of mine. It's more just like, I just want to see, I just want to keep continuing Improving. to get brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the thing. Um, once you like, once you hit the plateau and you try to like, you know, be comfortable where you are or like be comfortable with who you are. And like, that's when people start to like not doing anything. And like, for me, being comfortable is one of the worst thing you can ever do to yourself. Cause like, that means you're not gonna try to improve anymore so i always try to push myself like now i kind of try to do fasting and stuff people would tell me like why the hell do you do that like what the why the fuck you do that like you're so skinny already and (laughs) (laughs) 
But for me, it's 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 not about that. It's you know, it's for me putting stress in my body, and I know it's it's for a good health benefit too. I mean, people would think that you're crazy. You're not supposed to starve yourself, but like, actually, if you like, now there's a lot of research out there that it it actually helps your immune system, and you know, um, putting a reset in your body and like all the microbes inside, and things like the mental, like, you know, the the mental toughness too, because like imagine not eating for three days, or some some people even do like seven days. How often do you do that? I kind of do it every three months. And how long do you go? The longest I'd been was like thirty. Oh, three days. Sorry, I, I was aiming for like five days, but I'm still working on it. It's just water fast, so like you only have water for three days. Only water. Yeah. Now it's kind of get easier and easier for me. Before it was so hard. Um, but like once you do it, do a repetition, like your body get used to it. So now I can easily fast for like three days without even like being hungry. Yeah. Do you see like your energy oh, and enthusiasm the, levels go down? No, it does. It doesn't. Really? Yeah. Because like the thing is like your body starts to consume um, ketones. And ketones are like your stored fats basically. And they're like way better source of energy than the sugar that we from the food that you eat. You've heard of the ketogenic diet, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a lot of a lot of podcasts and like big business people always talk about this intermittent fasting that they yeah. do. Fast. Everyone, like yeah. Gary Vee does, like oh yeah, it's like one day a month or something. Like it's not a lot, yeah. But he'll go like twenty four hours without eating, one yeah. day a month or something. And they, I don't know, they talk about it all the time. All I've the time, super I popular. I don't see why. Like, why would it help me? What I guess you would know. Um. <laughs> Um, well, for well, that's mostly for intermittent fasting. It's mostly for weight loss and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And then, I guess for for the longer fast, it's mostly in like um, having a like because we have my bacteria in our you know gut and stuff like that. So eventually, the old ones dies, and you know, it creates a new set of you know microbes inside, which is fresh, and um, it makes you like mentally, you know, tougher. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, if you do research, just a bunch of like benefits you can get from it. Because, like, he said, it resets your gut flora. And there's been a lot of scientific studies that have linked like your brain and your like thought processing to your stomach. Yeah. yeah. Like recently. How long do you need to do that to reset that? It, what is it? Gut flora? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it depends person to person. Depen- yeah, it depends person to person. Mostly it's like 72 hours. That long? Yeah. With no, with no nutrients? No, just, just water. Just water. Because basically your, your, your body stores fat. That's the reason why your body stores fat. Because just in case your body needs fat in the end, you know, then you just tap on those stored fats for you to use as energy. And then if you don't have a lot of fats then it's gonna start to burn your muscles do you exercise much yeah i do i do do you exercise while you're fasting yeah and you don't see uh no i don't see like performance or what you know whatever no not at all like i you would see a little bit because like for sure if you take carbs and you work out and like you lift of course you have more energy but like um when you fast it's almost the same but you know you won't be as like as the performance you that you almost do but like imagine before i was uh, fasting for three days and for the third day um we went for a hike 
we got lost in the forest for like six hours. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like in my freaking third day of like fasting. And I was like, I, I was for sure burning a bunch of calories and like, you know, just topping on my fats. And then my friend, my, well, my Mark, he was like so hungry already. And like, he's the one who ate Tim Martins before we left. Yeah. But for me, I was like, yeah, I don't even feel hungry. And like, I have so much energy still. Then that's because your body's like tapping in those, like. Just like anything, right? Your body just eventually gets used to it. Your body adopts. Like the good, the good thing about human, like being human is like, we are like a great adapt, you know, adoption machine. Like we adapt in like anything, like any environment we can, you know, you ever put yourself, yourself out. Now people are trying to do like, uh, that's the thing that I'm still working on is that um, doing a cold shower. Yeah. It's, it's oh man it's it's so hard my business partner jamie has a pool in his backyard yeah unheated in the winter for like two months straight his morning routine was to wake up at i don't know five thirty or 6 yeah and go in the pool he got up to seven minutes Ooh. he would be breaking ice to no. get yeah. <laughs> one half of the pool had like a thin layer a thin of ice layer on it. ice Seven minutes and nothing. Yeah. The first day was maybe like two minutes. And he just like kept yeah. going and going and going. And he was doing research on like how long can a human survive in oh my water. God, that's that's like, crazy. I don't know, 34 degrees Fahrenheit. Like it's just <laughs> over freezing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good, man. I mean, like, it's good. He can do it. Next level. That's the next <laughs> level. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. There's this guy too. I don't know how you call him Iceman. Like he. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. He like he he knows how to control like his his core temperature. Yeah, that's right. It's so crazy. He, yeah, so he can like he survives in like winter storms and blizzards, and it's just all like mental power. It's all mental power. It's yeah, it's so crazy. It's crazy how your Is brain. Is he Parker? Yeah. What's his name? Iceman. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I forgot his name. <laughs> that's his nickname. I'll give you his name. Later. That's what they call it. in the internet. He's called Iceman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, You're some European guy. Sounds like an American gladiator. <laughs> He's kind of old too, right? Yeah. 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 Been doing it for a while. But it's insane, like how, like I don't know if you read books, but like you know, um, David Goggins. Yep, I've um, listened to a couple of podcasts that he's been on. That guy is crazy too. Like that's that's, I guess, um, it's crazy how you your mind or your brain can control anything in your life. I mean, like even in your body, like even if you think you can't do it, if you push yourself and like you know, you just have the right mindset mindset of doing it, you can actually actually do like like if you read his book. It's like no nobody can do like what I, what he's done to his body. It's crazy how he can run like hundred mile and have a broken feet and like you know everything's like freaking bleeding and stuff. But he's still running, and then it's just all through mental toughness and you know like controlling your own mind. Yeah, it puts things in perspective when you listen to stuff like that. So I listen to a podcast on Joe Rogan, Colin Colin O'Grady. O'Grady? What's his name? O'Grady, I think so, O'Grady yeah. or O'Grady? I can't remember. Something like that. Um, he, I can't remember what the name of this like world record that he set was, but it was climbing the seven or the biggest mountain on each continent. Yeah. In the shortest amount of time. Wow. And so he did it in, I'm making this up now. I can't remember the exact number, like 110 days or something like that. Yeah. The seven biggest mountains. One of them is obviously wow. Everest. Everest. And so he was like telling the story of climbing Everest. And that's insane. And wow. I think three people died in his group when they were going it's it's insane uh but the other thing he did that he set a world record for that he was 
the majority of the podcast was on because it was more recent was uh, walking across the continent of Antarctica alone. Oh. <laughs> so he was by himself. He had a 375-pound uh, sled that basically just had, like, food and a tent and supplies. Is, is he pushing it himself? Yeah. Or does he have yeah. dogs? No. What? Oh, my God. He's 100% alone. Oh. Holy. No dogs carrying I mean, his... He walked across the continent, which I think they said was 930-something miles, in 54 days. Jeez. That's insane, man. <laughs> wow. It's What's his cool name story. again? Colin O. It was one of the recent, most recent Joe Rogan podcasts. Okay, yeah. I'm oh, Colin O'Brady. O'Brady. Brady, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm going to watch that one. I want to use one. It was yeah. really impre- he's a really impressive guy. He was in, I guess, right after college, he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life, so he went traveling for yeah. a couple a uh, couple months. And he was in Thailand, and he was like, I guess, in part of this like celebration that the local people did. Yeah. And one of the things they were doing, they lit this rope on fire. And part of the celebration was to like jump over the rope and he jumps over the rope and his foot gets tangled on the rope and he burns. He has like crazy burns that covers 25% of his body. And he's in a hospital in Thailand for three months. What? For three months. And the doctors told him he's never going to walk again. Yeah. And so his mom flies down and is with him for the three months that he's there. And he, her, his mom's like trying to be positive saying, okay, you just need to make a goal, make a goal. And he, his goal was to do a triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> Most people would be like, I just want to like jog or, you know, do something. Yeah, active. triathlon. He's like, I want to do a triathlon. And now he, his first triathlon, so he likes, obviously goes through the process of breaking down a stark scar tissue. Doing yeah. Doing a ton of physiotherapy, like a bunch of like holistic stuff. He's like, I literally did anything and everything to try to get better. And Holy. the first triathlon he goes in, he wins the Chicago triathlon. Are you serious? Yeah. First one. Oh my god! And then someone sponsors him, ships him to Australia, and then he's like a professional triathlete that's training yeah. all the time. Holy crap! That's some uh, David Duggan shit too. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, like, you and know- then now his like goal in life is to just break world records. So he wow. did that mountain one, which is called like the Adventures something, Adventures Peak or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. But it was all seven mountains, all seven biggest mountains on each continent, and then crossing Antarctica. Damn. By yourself. <laughs> See what the power of mindset is, right? Like it's, it's, you know, just the right amount of mindset, like the right mindset for you to do things and like sticking on it, you know, just, you can pretty much do whatever you, you want, but it's just that people give up pretty easy, you know, especially nowadays, like all the millennials, like we are millennials too, but (laughs) I mean, we're entitled to like, you know, all these kind of stuff in social media and, you know, it's just. For us, it's been, I guess, so easy to achieve stuff that, like, we pretty much, like, most people just give up right away, you know? And they just didn't want to try after a couple of times of failure. Where do you get that work ethic from, then? From what? Where, where do you get that work ethic from? I don't know. It's just, um, for me, I guess, it's just that the the thirst of, like, being successful and like being a better person you know just wanted to I just wanted to be better like like you are I just wanted to be better than like who I am yesterday so um it's just for like I've been listening to a lot of self-help and like self-development kind of things so that's how I learned to and like reading books and stuff 
So, yeah. What's like the biggest thing that you've read recently that has stuck with you? Um, the one that was stuck with me. Oh, you gotta like this is not really in self self help and stuff, but like yeah. it's a story of Phil Knight of Nike. Yeah, he's the one who found Nike. Shoe dog. Shoe dog is is a really good book. Book. And um, second one, why well, not right it's now? It's cool to see how many times he was close to failure, right? There's a lot, so, yeah, yeah. but he never gave up. That's the thing, and like you know, he's he's he he's never been like you know, uh, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk. They're like, I've I've read Elon Musk too. He's 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 not, like he's a really good person, like you know, but I think like um, in his company, he's like savage and workers and stuff, right? Like in his stuff, but I guess that's how it takes to build that kind of industry too, like that. No human being has ever, like, you know, reached. So, I guess... Do you think... Okay, but I think that's an important point. Do you think that's a qualifying key? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. Like, that's it, part of the reason I really like Gary Vee. Oh, yeah. Do you listen to Gary Vee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, he's over the top the other way. Yeah, that's he's right. Like, I just want right. to be compassionate to yeah. my employees. If they want to work 40 hours a week and never talk to me on the weekends, that's great. Fine. yeah. We'll build a role for them. Yeah. If someone else wants to work 100 hours and climb the, the ladder yeah. quickly, great. We'll work with them as well. Yeah. I guess there's two sides. There's two sides of it. Like um, one side is like you being, you know, like a tough one and having like in, instilling fear to your team for them to be better. I think it's a good way to, to like push people. And the other side is like let them do their stuff and, you know, just let them enjoy the process and eventually they will be more creative and like think more um like think I, one of the things i think about all the time though is everyone has different motivations right true so money true. doesn't motivate everyone yeah sometimes right. it's work-life balance sometimes it's i have a three-year-old son at home i yeah. just want to go home at 5 p.m and see my son every day yeah Whereas other people want to climb want to make more money want to buy that new car you know whatever it is so that's why I, I like Gary's approach in that, yeah, we're on a first name basis now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that he's like, I, I want to find out what's important to this individual and then help them achieve that life that they want. Yeah. Whereas like, if you're over the top all the time, I know Steve Jobs has a reputation of being a bit of an asshole yeah. to his employees. If you're out over the top, I don't think you're getting the most out of people. This thing, like, I guess... It's just you drain their soul too, right? I mean, it's good for you. It's good for your reputation, the company. But like you know, the amount of people you step on, like you know, the the struggles they've been to, like through, and you know, it's just, it's like you just made a hell out of the person. And I mean, some a lot of people admire that in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And to them, I guess it's like one of the best approach ever. But like, I don't know. For me, I don't believe in that. Warren Buffett, it wasn't like that. But like he's like he's one of you know the richest people on earth now. Even Ray Dalio wasn't like that. Mm. Right now I'm listening to his book. Um it's called Principles by Ray Dalio. Okay. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's it doesn't have you don't have to be douchebag all the time to be successful or like to run a big company. You know, it's I guess well, it depends on the personality too, I guess. For us, we're like more of a compassionate kind of person. 
So we kind of lean into like, you know, Gary Vee and that kind of ethic, you know, work ethic and like, you know, in company. Um, to me, <clears throat> that's why I'm really happy with my like day job right now because it's like that. I mean, I'm so fulfilled with, you know, everything there. Like they don't force you to do stuff. They just let me do the things that I need to do. And you know, they're really compassionate and like, you know, they just, you know, they, they just, I don't know, it's just a good, um, what a culture to have. Like they have a good culture, like in a company for me is the, the best, the thing that I actually look into, like is the culture. If you have a bad culture in your company, it's just, that means in the end, you're just going to get burnt out and you know, you're not, you're not going to perform well. Mm-hmm. But like, if you have such a good culture and good leadership, then your subordinates or like your employees are gonna do extra work for you, right? So it's just for me. I guess it's just give and take. Hundred <clears throat> percent. I can tell that you are someone who likes to continue to learn. Just from yeah. the comments that you write on your social posts oh. <laughs> and just like all the little quotes. But are you? Where are you getting them from? Are they, um, are, are they like self thought? Or are you getting yeah. them from podcasts and much books like, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, well, some like to learn from podcasts too. Yeah, books. And some are just, you know, daydreaming. And <laughs> you just have a list of stuff that you just write down all the time? Yeah. Because I have so many notes in my phone that are just Me like too, right? quotes yeah. that I like. Or people I want to have on the podcast or yeah. you know, whatever. Because sometimes you just have thoughts in your mind and you're like, oh, this is a good one. So you have to write it down. That's what I do. I just write it down. And then once I have like a photo to post, I'm like, oh, this could be a good photo to like put this quote quote on and like, you know, just put it there. Where do you find that you have the best imagination for these, this type of stuff? I guess. Would you say it's a specific time or does it just happen all the time? Oh, just, yeah. It's It's random? Yeah, it's it's very, very random. I guess mostly when I'm like out in nature and exploring stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Being alone. I've gone into hiking a lot in the last year. Nice. And so that's where I feel like the most at peace and just kind of relaxed. Yeah. yeah. But that's also the time that my mind is moving the quickest, I feel like. Yeah, that's right. Which is thoughts are like, do you do, um, what do you call that? Uh, meditation? No. I guess you should try it. Oh, we talk so, about it so much on this podcast. Like a lot of our guests meditate. Yeah. Yeah. Are you willing to try it? So this is my thought, and <laughs> yeah. I'm open-minded. I don't like sitting still. Oh. I don't, like, I don't like the idea. It seems almost cultish to me to sit on a floor or lie down and just close my eyes. And mm-hmm. you know what you see in movies like the, um, you know, the chanting yeah, kind yeah. type of stuff? I just can't see myself ever doing that. And I think meditation for everyone can bring or can be very different forms. Yeah. For me, it's exercise. For okay, me, I feel so like that's my mind kind of moves the quickest, yeah. and I think the most, and I, I don't know, I de-stress the most yeah. when I'm, like, I try to work out almost every day. Yeah. This year, I am working nice. out every day. I have a stupid goal that I'm going to work out 365 days this year. Damn, yo. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that. <laughs> I'm doing it. But a workout for me is either, or a combination of a run like a weights workout or a yeah. hike. Okay. So one or all three. Yeah. Doesn't matter, but like I'm doing at least one day every day. You do that? That's crazy. Hmm. Damn. So for me, that is meditation. 
I never call it meditation. I call it like mental therapy for myself. Yeah. But to me, I don't see the need based on what I get from exercise on having the like structured meditation type stuff. Mm. Wow. Do you? Well, for me, um, what I had like, I, I just before, like, I was like you too. It's like the thing, like when we were learning how to meditate at first, you're going to be like crazy. I can't do this because your mind is like going around. Like, you know, it's so silent and you can't concentrate and like good practice and repetition. Eventually you're going to be able to like, you know, control your mind and like be able to take everything off. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's hard to explain, but, um, it, it really takes a lot of practice to like even now I, I, I'm still struggling too because sometimes I would be able to clear my mind and like one thought is going to come like I'm going to be like thinking about a lot of things but that's the thing I mean like doing that also helps me think about the things that I need to think of and like ideas that comes to that you know that I haven't had thought about before so I hate sitting stills like you it, it hurts my back so sometimes you just sit whatever, like in my bed, as comfortable as I could. Mm-hmm. And then I just try to do meditate. How yeah. often do you do that? Once a week. I wanted to do more, but like um, right now it's just kind of hard with, you know, well, I should may- be making excuses, but it's just that I'm doing work and, you know, working out and doing some editing after work too. So What do you try to get out of? of meditation yeah i guess like just have a peace of mind like you know just being able to um what do you call that it helps me process things or like it helps me solve problems easier and like makes me more calm reacting to like stressful event right so before i was like if there's a kind of stress that comes is like even even sometimes before i was like road rage like and i drive somebody cut me off i'm like i get pissed right away and now i'm like yeah whatever i don't care anymore perspective right yeah it's like someone cutting you off in on the street is not going to affect your life in any way that's true yeah it's as long as you don't die thing. yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good point that's a good point as long as you don't die. if somebody cut you off and you die or like you get into an accident then it's totally different thing but that's what i get from hiking so like my favorite part of any hike i make it a little bit competitive in the summer when there's not a lot of snow but (laughs) yeah but my favorite part of any hike is sitting at the top for like half an hour yeah usually i bring a beard a beer and have a beer at the top but i just sit there and i'm like looking over the city with this create these awesome views and it's just so peaceful that is so meditating yeah that's for sure meditate carl Maybe I'm a meditation professional. <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. <laughs> I guess you can do that. You were able to work out 365, you know, days a year. I haven't done it yet. So, um, I'm 90, should... whatever, oh, 92 yeah. days in, 93 days in, whatever. Straight up, 90, 93 days? Yeah, from whatever January, from January 1st, however many days that is. Wow, man. I admire you for doing that. I, I hope you can make it. Oh, I Boy, will for make sure it. Will. Even, uh, I was like painfully hung over one day. You still on like had to do it. Mon- Monday morning or Sunday morning or something. And I just went for like a 25 minute bike ride. So wow. Like anything. I just yeah. want to sweat every day. Yeah. Really, is the goal. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Like it's, it's very healthy to do as well. We'll see. 
What's your goal out of that? Uh, mostly just to say that I could, I did it. Okay. To prove to myself that I could yeah. do it. Because uh, I got really into fitness like two years ago. And it started with like once or twice a week. And then it turned into three or four days a week. And then yeah. it was like five days a week at least. Yeah. And I found the only days that I wasn't working out was like when I went out with my friends or yeah, drank too much or whatever. And I yeah. woke up groggy. And I'm like, I just need to push myself to get through those days. Yeah. And now I'm finding that I have less of those days, which is a benefit too, right? Because I guess it became a habit too, right? Totally. I know I have to work out in the morning. So yeah. I'm not going to have six beers. I'm going to have one or two. Yeah. You know? Wow, man. I should do this too because I should. St- well, I mean, I, maybe it's going to stop me from partying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm, lo- I'm loving it. And I don't see there any way unless I like That's injure good. myself That's severely. But even if I like roll, bust an ankle or something, I'm Figure just something else I'm like out. find one of those old people hand bikes. <laughs> How do you call you do something like that? Uh, I try. I mean I mean exercise is pretty important, right? Mentally yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like you were saying, it helps you think, clears your mm-hmm. mind. But I feel like meditation is something completely different. Because with meditation you try to clear your mind completely, right? You mm-hmm. don't want any thoughts. It's almost like a reset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have you ever done have you ever done that? Um I try sometimes. Like if I have troubles like falling asleep and stuff, I'll meditate for a bit. Or That's just, just try to fall yeah, asleep. Try to yeah. get into that state. Mm. But it's like like Will said, it's tough. It's really hard. It's really hard. Like like you said, like it it needs to be a habit. Like or it yeah. needs to be like lots of repetition for you to get used to it. Like anything though, right? If oh, you yeah, haven't yeah, gone for a run yeah. in six years, you're not gonna be able to run very long. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. So like you working out like now is like working out is nothing. It's just I guess for you, you just wake up and like, I do this. That's why it's like such repetition to me. And it's, it, like, it's not hard for me to run 30 minutes anymore. At the yeah. beginning, it was hard to run seven minutes. Yeah. But like, it's not hard for me to run 30 minutes. So that, I think it's just like almost ease that I'm just like thinking all the time. Right. And for, for Will, me, it's not hard to fast for three days. Same yeah, kind of thing, sure. right? Same, like it's repetition too. Should I try fasting? I you think I'm try. more open to fasting than meditation. Because I feel like I have my own version of meditation. Yeah. What's, well, I guess like because everybody's just different, right? Yeah. I mean, if you if you think that you can find like you know that peace when you do this kind of like, certain thing, then you know you don't need to meditate. I mean, like you're in that kind of state, anyways. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, whatever works for you. Are you allowed? Let me ask you this question: Are you allowed to have a beer when you're fasting? No, totally not. Uh, it's carbs and sugar. Yeah, it's carbs. That, that's the mm. worst thing you can ever have. Actually, actually. What about vodka? That's no vodka, sugar. Vodka, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I get, like, uh, the only potato. one you're allowed to is uh, coffee. Black coffee, that's it. You can have coffee? Yeah. That would help. <laughs> yeah. Or like, when I first started, it was like, oh my God, like, I can't have anything. Or like, you can have salt too. Just a little bit of salt. So that's, that's, that's the only thing I have. My friends are like laughing at me because sometimes that's the thing though we have we if i do my fast i need to be away from my friends or like people and go to a restaurant and eat like they eat in front of me because it's so hard yeah sometimes you just have salt and just eat salt in front of them laughing at me like dude i feel bad for you but like how would you sh- suggest someone start fasting do intermittent fa- fasting first like 
like a 16 hour fast. So um, you basically eat for eight hours, just a span of eight hours a day. So um, I think because like most of the time you're sleeping anyways. So imagine if you eat like if you sleep like eight hours. You, you can eat. only eat for eight hours. So what time? So if you like eleven to seven or twelve days. If you have breakfast at seven, then your last meal is at three. Yeah, yeah, and then you just don't eat anything after that. Most of the time you're gonna be sleeping anyways. Like half of the time you're gonna be sleeping, and then when you wake up, you do your workout, do your thing, and then next thing you know, like oh, it's time to eat again. Yeah. Mm. So do, do that, that first. I don't do jump that. into three days right away because you're gonna be like. It'll be awful, and it'll turn it's, you off. Don't of do it. that. I'm gonna oh, send. Man. I'm gonna send Will a selfie video on day <laughs> three and be like, "Fuck you, Will. I can't <laughs> even move." Yeah. And you're gonna be like, yeah, like interviewing someone here, and you'll be like, falling asleep. <laughs> it's not even falling asleep. You're gonna be like hungry or something. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear my stomach growling yeah. in the mic. Yeah. And we're grumpy too. Yeah. So yeah, don't do I that. I can try that. that tr- try it. Only eat in, eight, in an eight-hour window. Now that you listen to Tom and Billy, you're gonna ha- you're gonna try it because he always tell say about like fasting and stuff too. He does five-day fasting. He does five-day. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So just water in five days. That's yeah. it. And he he works out too. Like yeah, he works out if he's just like you. So how much weight does he lose in that period? I don't know, man. Like probably he lose a lot. For five days, you got to lose like fifteen pounds. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends like how your body's built, right? Because if you have like lots of fats to burn, then you'll be okay. It won't be that much difference. But if you're yeah. like like carb loaded, right, then it's you're, yeah. it's gonna suck. Crazy. Because I think fats is like three times more energy than carbs when they burn. Or yeah, when they're used. These are like it's like putting a like your body is burning premium gas, than right? Regular yeah, gas. exactly. Yeah. Do you prepare yourself for the fast? Like, do you eat more fats to store? No. No? I just, yeah, just whatever. When I decide to fast, I just do it. So I just, like, sometimes I'm like, okay, this is my last meal. Or, like, sometimes I just, it's very spontaneous. Like, okay, I feel like fasting now. I didn't eat for a couple of hours, but I'm not going to eat for the next three days. Yeah, this is just how it is. How often is it, you said it's, like, healthy for you to reset your stomach something, your gut, something, yeah. something. Your gut flora. flora. Gut flora. How often are you supposed to do that? It, it depends person to person. It also yeah. depends like your diet and stuff. There's so many factors. Yeah. Some people just do it once a year. Some people do it like... I mean, yeah, if you have a clean diet, you probably don't need to do it that much, right? Yeah, But if you're right. just eating trash, yeah. then your stomach's struggling. Yeah. I don't think do I it. eat that bad. <laughs> Especially your workout. Yeah. You're you not going to eat that bad. Of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just try to burn off the beer. <laughs> That's the worst, right? Because it's just pure carbs, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's hard to stay away from, like, fear or, like, any drink too, right? <laughs> and, like, the, the carb-heavy diet, like, after a few hours, like, you feel so hungry. Yeah. You know? It's not like that with meat or whatever. Or no carb. S- especially if you're right. in keto diet, yeah. um, it's, it's high-fat, high-protein. So eating high-fat, you don't, you don't get, you, you don't feel hungry, right? like, all the time because it's, you know, fats make you f- like feel like you're full all the time, so you only eat like less. But I guess it depends on person too. Some people love their food. <laughs> like people love food. Most people love food. I love food so much. Yeah. I just want to. Carbs are always the best foods, right? You got your breads, your pizzas, or anything, pasta, sugar. Yeah. Pasta gets me, man. Unfortunately, the best so foods good. are the worst ones to eat. 
eat, so. <laughs> we had someone on last night who is, uh, who's a ve- like pretty much vegan. He okay. eats honey is the only thing that's not <laughs> vegan that he eats. Yeah. But just like his, he's just like super impressive. Yeah. Like all these recipes and he spends a lot of time cooking, wow. which is one of the things that I said is like, it seems very time consuming to cook very healthy. Yeah. And he said, yeah, that's one of the biggest things to get over. Like eating a normal diet is so easy to go to the grocery store and get like a chicken breast, some rice and like it, some yeah. greens, broccoli or whatever. And it's super easy, but you got to be creative and spend yeah. more time cooking. Yeah. But he said he loves it and he feels way better. That's true. Like so it's whatever. Doing something right. It's like food is like the pu- the fuel that you put in your body. Like, you know, it's some people say that um whatever you eat um you you, you become what you, you eat you know i mean if you, if you eat crap then you're, you're always gonna feel like shit you right? like feel like shit like think like shit you know but like if you eat healthy and you know go to like a healthy kind of lifestyle then you know eventually everything's gonna be falling to like right place because you think think properly too and you function properly so i don't know I can't, I can't, well, for me, I don't eat healthy all the time, but yeah, because I drink too, so, I mean, but the, I try my best to, like, live that kind of lifestyle now, slowly getting into it, because, yeah, it's just not, a habit is a habit, like, you just have to break it and, like, make a different, like, a new one. Totally. So, you can't just jump it to, like, just one day and you're going to change right away, you know, it takes time. I think most people aren't prepared the amount of time that a big change takes whether it's fitness or lifestyle or food or whatever it's not like an overnight thing and be like okay i'm vegan tomorrow or like okay i'm gonna run five days a week starting monday it's a lot of time to like train your brain that like this is the norm oh yeah well that's you're gonna set yourself to failure too because it it, you know it's it you didn't make it as a habit at first and then eventually you're gonna feel like once you do that, you're going to feel like shit because like, shit, what am I doing this to my body? I'm going to go back yeah, to my old habits. Your body's habits. not ready for any burnout. Yeah, yeah. So you have to do it like step by step until you like what you did in your workout. There now. I'm, I'm going to try that one too. I'm going to try that one. You're going to do 365? Yeah, I'm going to try 365. Just do something, right? Every day, just sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so good for you. It's just like a, for me, it's like a mental thing that's just like pushing myself to do something active every day. Yeah, that's right? good. I don't want to go four or five days in a row of not doing something because I feel like yeah. garbage afterwards. Yeah. So and that's I guess really what it was. For you, like, if you skip one day, you feel like, you feel shit or like, you know. I'm just not going to do it because I keep telling people on the podcast that I'm doing <laughs> it. So I have oh, to do yeah. it, right? <laughs> oh, that's good, man. So you're a doer too. Yeah. Putting pressure on myself. Yeah. Okay. I want to wrap up tonight by asking you. What is the big long-term dream for uh, Blurred Creative? Um, okay, for us, long-term is we just want to build a community. Um, for us, we just, it's just we are kind of growing right now in terms of people and stuff. But um, we just, I just wanted to have it like it's a hub for creators like photographers, videographers graphic artists, web designers, you know, um, influencers and stuff like that. And like, we'd be able to help local brands, small brands or big brands with their businesses too, you know, um, creating content for them. 
and yeah that's pretty much it like i mean for us big it's a community is the big part of it you know um creating building good relationships you know um learning from all mistakes and you know eventually um putting like our our, our um our, slo- our slogan is uh make shit happen so we just you know whatever is being thrown out to us like we just try to make shit happen and that's pretty much it I love and that. enjoy the process yeah gary v has a line that says uh don't overthink shit just do it and i love yeah, it. i love I that love too that. Right? i love that yeah yeah thank you very much for coming on the oh, show man thanks it for was, having me uh, great to get to know you you're an impressive dude thanks man you You've guys got too. a very good instagram <laughs> thank you i love the photography i love what you're doing keep it up <laughs> And uh, yeah, great to get to know you, man. It's a great podcast. Like, uh, it's my first podcast ever. And, you know, I'm so grateful to be here and, you know, talk to you guys and learn from a lot of stuff from you, too. So, yeah, thanks for trusting me being your show. Did you have fun? Huh? Did you have fun? I had so much fun. <laughs> okay, and thanks for the beer. <laughs> of course. <man. laughs> where, uh, where can people find you if they need some creative work done or they want to check out your Instagram? Okay, yeah. Um, you can uh, find me in my Instagram, uh, Will Yorata. It's W-I-L-Y-U-A-R-A-T-A. And then uh, Blurred Creative, B-L-R-R-D. It's like spelled really uh, different. <laughs> I like and then it. Creative is like C-R-E-A-T-I-V. There's no E in the end. So, yeah, that's... And then we have our website, blurredcreative.com. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, hit me up on Instagram if you have any questions, comments. Love to hear from you. Denny.duma. Later. <laughs>